Just taking what you find Baby, it's all mine, mine, mine And you think that you can justify it If you only stay the night Give me peace of mind, mind, mind What you throwing, baby, I don't buy it And honestly, I Keep going, goodbye Yo! What's going on, man? Yo, yo this guy... <laughs> yo, this guy is silly, bro. I, I said, yo, just... sir. You feel me? It's your boy. It is me. It is him. It is I. It is Fisayo. We're back again. Another week. Another lesson. Yo, somebody somebody tagged me or something like that the other, um, last week. And I, yeah, I'm keeping that, bro. Another week, another lesson? Come like on. That. We like are here. We are here. Yeah, no, that's solid. That's solid. I like that. You ain't even doing it. What's going on, man? What's going on, man? <laughs> Your boys in the building, ladies and gentlemen. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever you're finna listen to this. But it is I, Samuel, the prophet of God, Jesus. Or <laughs> Maya, or Sam, or God's Jiggy's servant. We are back in the building for another one. And with me, we have. This is Wasu. <laughs> My God. <laughs> Bro, you took Danny's. It is me, it is I. I did, because he stole my what's going on, man. So we had to. <laughs> Feel me? I, I, don't, I don't want that done, though. I'm, I'm just it just for today. <clears throat> oh, man. My brothers, my brothers. Um, you know, how was y'all weekend though? Y'all week. What's going on with y'all? Well, I see you go first. I ain't going <laughs> Um this week was pretty the week was pretty slow. Um actually no, the last week so I had a whole week where I just met with a whole bunch of different different representatives from different uh marketing agencies that was set up by my program. Um mm-hmm. I met with like probably like eight or nine different agencies and each call lasted two hours each. <laughs> so I was in front of a computer for 18 hours, which is insane. Um, cause I wasn't actually really working. It was just, you know, listening to people talk. Um, but beyond that, I had a shoot this past weekend, another maternity shoot that was pretty successful. Um, and just trying to stay away from the heat. Oh, I started working out again. Thank God. Come on, yes, sir. <laughs> started working out again. Yes, sir. It's, it's that time, baby. Yeah, yeah. Once I, I think after you guys, um, after I saw, after I saw you, Sammy, you had dropped so much weight. And then I saw Danny. I was like, God dang! All right, <laughs> I'm the only one slacking in the seven. <laughs> I can't do that no more. So yeah, I started working out. I feel, I already feel good. So what up with you, Danny? Come on, thank God. Um, for me, you know, I'm I'm back with another story. Um. <laughs> I don't, yeah, whatever. We'll see what happens. We'll see if I get in a detail or not. But this last week, bro, I feel it's, it's been a real good one. Um, one thing that I kind of started doing is, um, I just started like taking out like some of my friends and just like taking them places just to like just enjoy the company, have have a decent conversation with them. And it's like with me doing that, it's just is helping me just build relationships. That's like is is not is not so. It's not on a on a fickle level anymore. You feel me? That like I can actually sit and talk to these people for a long time and talk about decent things. And it's just, it's just funny because like most of my friends, besides um, 
like you the immediate group is mo- mostly females you feel me <laughs> so, like, well women females. <laughs> females women same thing it's like nah <laughs> <laughs> so it's like it's just um just talking to them just picking their brains and really understanding like why they feel the type of way doing for like certain in, in certain situations and just getting a better understanding of how they think it's, it's actually helping me as a person to know how to interact with women you feel me um and yeah, like that, that was probably the highlight of my week. Um, then I have a, I'm going out with like, uh, with two more of my friends on Tuesday, this upcoming Tuesday. So we, we're going to see how that goes. But yeah, other than that, bro, like life is good. Um, I just finished watching, uh, that, that, uh, Mike Todd sermon, that joint, bro. Bro, shake the room. <laughs> bro that joint, that joint. How I really, shake the room? That joint wrecked, bro. Like it, it, that joint did his job. He, he, he was talking about um soul ties, and things like that, and how like we like sometimes we think that just because we're not in the situation that that tie isn't there anymore. Oh, like, uh, if you don't if you don't pray over it and you don't actively try to get rid of that tie, I'm trying to tell you it's, it's gonna it's gonna pull you back for the rest of your life. So. Just watching that, I'm like, dang, bro. Like, this is facts. Like, you gotta deal. You gotta deal with that. You gotta look it in his face. And you gotta be like, bro. Like, you don't. You cannot have no stronghold over me no more. Ooh. So it's like, yeah, them them soul ties. That that was real, bro. This was real. That man was talking. Big brother tie was in his bag. Soul ties is terrible. Hey, honestly, honestly, because there's actually good soul ties. Like, there's you for me. It's, it's, it's like I, I think I said this before. I think there's a good and bad at everything. But there's actually like a good version of a so tired, but the negative ones is the ones that we gotta get rid of. Um but my weekend was solid though. My week overall it was it was pretty solid. We we uh we did another one of the um the food drive. So for those for those of you who don't know we actually have a it's kinda like our own food drive kinda um every Wednesday now we we're until the end of August, right Danny? Yeah to the end of August. To the end of August we're gonna be having like fruits and veggies. Um so if anybody you know anybody that needs some or wants some, you know, just highlight your boy right in the building. Um, but overall, my weekend was definitely solid. I'm coming to the end of this one fast that I'm on. We just thank God for his grace. That's really why I've lost all this weight that was too so. Um, but we thank God. Yeah, the um the food drive that I was talking about is for for H and H alongside of our church. It was kinda like under our church though, so um but yeah, like I said, if anybody you know needs some fruits and veggies, it's all free. I'm not charging anybody will deliver it to you, or, or you can come pick it up, whatever you want to do. Um, yeah, so that's that's really what's going on with that. Now I'm not gonna lie though, that 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 soul tie topic was a topic that was um deserve a bit more attention. I don't know if you wanted to hit us with your um daily, weekly scripture, my good oh, man. A, bro, I'm in the building. I'm in the building. You feel me? And today. <clears throat> Today, what we have is three things will last forever. Faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these is love. First Corinthians 13. Yes, sir. I sound like money. <laughs> Yo, I was actually asked, I, I was a couple years ago, I was asked, is soul ties a real thing? And I couldn't come up with an answer. Because I'm like, I don't know, I don't know what exactly soul ties are. Mm. What, what 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 is what I, I mean I know I have an idea I mean I, it's, to me it's really just someone you've had a close relationship with you might have been sexually intimate with that person as well and even if you guys are even though you guys are apart 
y'all are, she's, she or he is still on your mind, right? But I don't know if that, I could call that soul ties. I just, you just not over somebody. I don't know. Nah, bro, bro, bro. I'm from, and my thing, we, I'm talking, we, the soul ties I'm talking about, I'm talking about sexual soul ties. Like, I'm not yeah. about to be on no, oh, no. This is, this is the type of soul ties I'm talking about. Yeah. And um, I remember <laughs> the, the first soul tie that I ever, like, got is, like, after I felt myself becoming that person. Like, I felt myself starting to act like this person. I felt myself getting angry like this person. I felt myself doing certain things. I was like, bro, like, this is not who you are. Wait, so you started to act like the person that you had sexual? Yes, bro. Wow. Yes, bro. And it's like, I realized it. I didn't, I didn't realize it till like probably like later on in the relationship. But it's just like, it, it kind of got to a point where I just, I just peeped myself getting real angry about certain things. And mind you, I can honestly say I didn't really actively, I, to this day, I never really actively tried to break that soul tie. And I feel like sometimes we think that just because, like I said before, we think that just because walking away from a situation means that that soul tie is broken. But it's like, nah, bruh. And then what happens is if you still have that soul tie with one person, then you go out and try to be with somebody else. Now that person has that same soul tie with the person before. So it was like a consistent cycle where it's like, however many people that you out here wilding with, bruh, like, as soon as you, if you don't break that soul tie, if you don't, and even with that, bro, like, just, yo, just leave it for marriage, bro. But like, if you don't break, if you don't break that soul tie and you stay in it and you're not like praying over it and trying to really break it, bruh, like all the stuff that that person was dealing with, all the soul ties that they had, bro, it's, it's gonna hop right onto you. So now you gonna you gonna have however many they had. That just adds on to what you had, and then you just share what you had with them. So it was like, is you you gotta be careful, bro, because like I said, from my experiences, like I legit felt myself starting to act like certain people. I felt myself starting to develop certain emotions that was never there before, or certain like just I guess stressors that wasn't there before. And it's real, bro. It's real. And it's like, it's crazy because it, it gets to the point where, like you said, you, you consistently think about the person, the, the images, the, the, um, the flashbacks always going to be there. You feel me? And it's like, bro, you don't, you don't want to walk around with that because now even on top of that, it's like, now you're going to be comparing one to one, one person to the other person. And it's just like you just you, like your mind doesn't have free free range to just do what it wants to do. There's something in there that's controlling you. There's something in there that's making you think think these these certain things, and it's just it destroys your life, bro. Um, in my intro to when you guys asked how I was doing, I meant to say I like I started to develop a liking for being in the park and just chilling, right? So, but I'm saying that because. I had a conversation this week on my way to the park um, and it was about like, like sex and like, you know, why is, am I against it or, or like, like against it before marriage and all that, or like why it's important to make sure you're doing it with a certain person or whatever like that. And I was explaining to the people I was talking to, like, I think if we all, if we took on the perspective of sex and the confinement of how God looks at it, then everybody would, think of everybody wouldn't just have sex with anybody or you would just wait until you know that time is is, is ready because <clears throat> so in in terms of the sexual um soul ties it's like if you look at sex as a, what the bible says that now the two become one right like now you're you're sharing your your soul with another person um when you have sex 
right? If that, if you look at that as as a fact, if you believe that to be the the truth, there's no way you will now just have sex with anybody because now it's like everybody you have sex with, your soul is now in, intertwined with that person, right? So if you have sex with this girl, this girl, this girl, this girl. Each girl, there's a part of your soul that's with them, and now there's also a part of their soul that's with you. Right? So it's not a thing that's just like you could just, like young as we doing it as if it's just like, you feel me? Sport. Yeah, you know, like it's like, it's like, you could, it's almost, it's like young as we, oh, like, you know, like how they be like tallying or like almost like treat it as if it's a trophy. Yeah, you got a trophy. This not a trophy you think you got though. <laughs> it's, a, it's a different type of trophy that you got to carry around now. And, it's crazy because it's like, like Danny said, like there even for me, it was a, it was a time I literally just started to see myself like, hold up, bro. I don't even be caring about this. Journal. Why am I tripping off of this like this? Like, and you'll, you'll really begin to start to, to see yourself do things that you didn't really do before. Um, and it's, it's, it's a, it's a crazy thing. Honestly, it's almost, and I can understand why, why youngers will, will be acting like, man, is this real? Da, da, da? Cause it's kind of like, like I said, I think we talked about this prior, but like faith is a, the, the key to the door to even be able to understand a lot of the stuff we be talking about concerning God. But it's like that so soul ties are one of the realest things I think um you know in existence. Like I, that joint is insane to me, bro. It's insane. So all right, so now 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 I'm understanding. But it sounds like there's multiple types of soul ties. Right? Or, or because y'all are talking about it within the confines of like with respect to sex right yeah. but could you say that there's there could be soul ties in the sense of friendship were I, I think that's i think that's a fact i think that's a fact i think like i think the more time you spend around a person like you you begin to i'm saying that there's a there's a soul tie i think that begins to develop in that you know friendship or you know whatever business um, yeah, like you feel me. I think in in any aspect of life, any relationship, a soul tie can be formed, right? Okay. Um, I, like I said, I think there's like a, a a right way to go about it and a in a wrong way. Um, like even with y'all, I if like someone was asked, I would say like, hey, I got a, a a soul tie with the homies because it's like I spend so much time around y'all. We talk so much. We do, you feel me? It's like over time, yeah. Like these is my dogs. Like you feel me? Of course, it's gonna be some type of you know reflection of me when you see them or or uh, me when you see them yeah <laughs> whatever <laughs> i'm saying vice versa but you know <laughs> but yeah um i think i think there's definitely a like a positive one I think so there's def- the, the reason the reason i ask that is because you know i mean for a lot of for a lot of people i'll just speak for myself i've never been the type to just have sex with anybody what? right so mm-hmm. i formulate like i develop a friendship with whomever i'm becoming intimate with right so how do i know that that's a bond that should be broken as opposed to i guess i'm just missing them or something like that is my question making sense yeah, yeah. so um, <laughs> what i was saying, i don't know if you wanted to go yeah what i would say i feel like the because my thing i feel like because now if it gets to the point where you're like, I guess consistently missing, I'm thinking like that person has some type of like control over your mind. You feel me? And it's like, I don't know. 
I just feel as if that when it comes to because I'm 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 in the same boat with you, bro. Like I'm not out here wilding. I don't be just having sex with anybody. Like I'm not that that was never me. That isn't me. It never will be me. But it's just that from the experience that I had with it, it's like anytime, like I don't know. I don't I don't think it's one of those things where it's like you like miss the person or it's like so what exactly are you missing about this person? Are I mean, you missing the character? Are you missing? Yeah, we had some great laughs. All right, let's. So, how about this? I feel like I'm gonna make it a little, a little, a little uh, convoluted, congested. Let's say we might have had sex once, <laughs> right? Okay. But it was just the one time, or maybe two times. Mm-hmm. But I'm not thinking about them because of the sex. I'm thinking about them because of the company, right? Okay. Like I know if we go to the movies, oh, it's a good time. Are we we hanging out? It's a good time. How do I know that that's a bond that that needs to be that that's a tie that needs to be broken? I feel like the friendship tie don't need to be broken, but that sexual soul tie gotta go, bro. Okay, because only sexual soul ties. Yeah, like I know, um, cause he, he and mind you, I, I got to do more. I had to do more. I guess studying on it as well. But I know in the sermon, he he was talking about how like sometimes even people that are about to get married think that it's okay to have sex. Like, even though, like, we are engaged, all that good stuff, bro, you're not married yet. So it's like, I feel like sometimes it, sex has been watered down so much that people really don't understand the importance of it. And they don't understand um, how how de- how detrimental it could be if you're doing it with somebody that you're not supposed to be doing with or if you're doing it outside of marriage. Um, it, it just, it does things to your head, bro. Like, like I said, I don't, I haven't studied it. I haven't really got deep into, like, the whole thing about soul ties, but I know what it has done to my life. So like, I, I really need to take the time to understand, yo, like how do I get rid of these things? Because it's something that will hold you back. It's something that will cause you not to fulfill whatever purpose that you're fulfilling. Because when those thoughts come back and, you, and, and you're not fully free from it, you're thinking like, dang, bro, like this one time we was, and we was doing, and all this other stuff happened, like, dang, like, do I miss the person or do I miss that moment? Mm. Okay. You feel me? It's like, do, do do I miss the character of this person? Do I miss the personality of this person? Do I miss who this person is as a human being? Or do I miss that, those few moments? You feel me? So that that's kind of where you got to figure it out. Like, like, like I said, it's, I, it's definitely a process. It's not something that happens overnight, but I, I'm legit about to do like a bunch of stuff. I, I, after watching that sermon, bro, I got I got to dig deep into it. Yeah, I actually would agree with that. I think um I think I do have to do a little bit more research on it myself. Um cuz I'm not like a soul tie doctor. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure of you know all the correct answers, but Danny said something I thought was good. Um he said like do you miss the person or do you miss, you know, what took place between you guys? And I think that um attached to every action or every like encounter is a I don't want to say it's a spirit, but I think there's a, there's a weight that's attached to every encounter. Right. So there's certain things that we remember in life and we don't have no idea why we remember them, but like there's other things that happen that we don't even know that they happened to us. So I think there's like certain things that, um, so like in, in the instance of soul ties, it'll be like, like with what Danny said, if I just missed that, the action, that took place between us and not necessarily the person, I think that can, I, I think that can mean like, um, because what if the person isn't even like that no more? 
Mm. Right. So now it's legitimately like you're not even thinking about the person. It's just that what took place. So I feel like, I, again, I'm not sure if this is what, you know, it means to have a soul tie. This is just like my thoughts on it. So like, I, like Danny said, I'm probably going to do some more research on this too. But like I said, like, if I just miss the action or I just miss, hey, then me and Shorty used to do this and we go here and we had a great time, da, 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 whatever. If it's that aside from the well-being of the individual or like the well-being of, you know, the growth this person may have made, I think that can, I think that is like the ingredients for a soul tie because it's like, I'm literally separating the person from the what took place. It's just what took place that I'm thinking about. Like not even if this person is alive still or if they're doing good or, you know, what's going on in life. Um, so I think that that's kind of like um, some of the ingredients for a soul tie. Again, I'm not a soul tie doctor, so I'm not <laughs> sure. But the moment we all been waiting for, <laughs> we on chapter seven, chapter six. One of those chapters. Yeah, chapter six. Well, this chapter is titled Discipline the Dog. And our good brother, Devin, um, we started off this chapter with an interesting story that I wanted to, you guys to kind of chime in on. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> talked about this one time uh, he had an ex that he was real cool with. I soul tie. It's like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> um, he had an ex that he was real cool with. And then he started talking to a new girl. And he didn't tell the ex about the new girl. So it was talking, talking for me. It was real, you know, it was real solid. It was still cool. Um, he said there was a time where she she called him coming back in, you know, from someplace. She was coming from somewhere, but she had a gift for him. And that same day, he was supposed to go out with his new girl. And the time frame that the ex wanted to come over was around the same time frame that the new girl was coming. <laughs> so instead of him telling her no, he said, yeah, you could come over to the house and drop off the gift. So he said... <laughs> So he said he started sweating. He was tripping. He's like, yo, why did I even just do that? Like, I don't know what's going on. Like, he was tripping within himself, even though he knew, like, he knew the right answer, but he just chose the wrong thing. Um, so then he talked about, like, how when she came, it was great. Like, he tried to do a real strategic, real fast. He said, hey, how you doing? Nobody sat down. Thank you so much for the gift. Open the gift. Thank you. Da, da, da. And he let her out the door. And as he's leading her out the door and closing the door, he turns around and his doorbell rings for his girl at the time. He let her out the back door. He led the, he, yes, sir. He led the ex out the back door. And then the girl right now is ringing out the doorbell <laughs> as she's leaving. <laughs> and um, that situation right there, I thought was ridiculous. Uh, like he talked about how he, he knew that was like him kind of wanting this cake and eating it too. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So if, if y'all want to just say, you know, elaborate a little bit on how y'all feel about, first of all, the, the chapter title and then along with that story, man, y'all yeah, can go ahead and, do y'all thing real quick. Funny thing about that. Well, let's talk about the chapter of the, uh, the, the title of the, the chapter, Discipline the Dog. I feel like that's definitely something that we need to take more, I guess, give more attention to, which is the whole like self-discipline when it comes to that and understanding like, bro, all the, all these lustful thoughts that I'm having, all these things that's going on in my mind, things that I'm not supposed to be doing, you literally gotta know, yo, what, what, what am I doing here? Am I going to make the right decision or the bad decision or, or the wrong decision? It's like be, being able to discipline yourself with that, it, it takes, it's tough. It's real tough. And from experience, like just listening to the story that he had put in the beginning of the chapter, it's like, bro, I went, I, I kind of had a similar experience. And it's like, my thing is, I, it's like, I was never 
as straight up as I should have been. You feel me? And I feel like I, I was kind of like in the same situation as him, where it's like he kept where he almost got me. I never really got caught up with anything because I was I was never wilding. But it's just the fact that even introducing that or having that around or being able to or just entertaining it at all, it just causes it causes trouble. Because mind you, with him, he over here sweating, he over here tripping out, and then mind you, his girl walk in. So it was like, dang, bro, like you, you could have just got caught and thing and everything could have been curtains for you. And it's like for me, it's like when 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 stuff like that happens, I feel like whenever you're in you're in a relationship with somebody or you're taking somebody serious, it's like you gotta be you gotta have that discipline to when if anything else comes up, if anybody else tries to get your attention, if any anything like that happens, well, you gotta dub it. You gotta dub it because who are you taking serious right now? Like yeah. you can't be you can't be in a mix with one person and then try to entertain somebody else. It doesn't matter if this person was in was in your life before. That that was before. This is now. You feel me? Like get, give your attention to the person that you're with. Give your attention to the person that you see yourself being with for a long time. You feel me? Like, yes, I believe that you that I believe that you can be friends with people that you have been with before, that you have dated before. But that friendship has to have a major boundary around it, because it's like, yeah, we could be cool, but if I'm if 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 I have a new shawty, it's like, don't be coming over here acting like we still got that same bond. Like, don't 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 be doing that, because it's like, and mind you, even with me, I can't be doing that either. I can't I can't bring up memories. I can't bring up old stuff. I can't. Oh, you remember when we? No, I'm not doing none of that, because it's like, but I, I respect the person that I'm with. I'm going to respect the person I'm with a little bit too much for me to be bringing in old stuff, bringing in old baggage, bringing in things that has nothing to do with what we have going on right now. (sighs) (laughs) Another story time with views. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. All right, I'm going to take y'all back. Um, So... Several years ago, not several, I want to say, actually, no, it's been, what are we, 2020? So about six, almost five years ago. Yeah, five years ago. There was this girl I was talking to, and we were getting, we were pretty serious. Um, I think we were talking, we were probably dating for probably like seven or seven or eight months, give or take. And um, at the time, I was still cool with my first girl. My first girl is my first real relationship. Um, first person I said, I love you too, all that stuff. So when she, my first girl and I broke up, we had agreed to remain mutual friends, right? And I didn't know any better. All this stuff that Devin's talking about in this book, <laughs> I know nothing. I know nothing about discipline, self-control, none of that. So whenever she needed, I'm talking about my ex, whenever my ex needed support, like emotional support, I was the one that she used that she used to always come to, and I know y'all can resonate with that because I know there's that one there's, there's that one girl or whoever that on y'all yeah. So I was the one that she would she would she would come to for emotional support, and at the time, in hindsight, I'm looking at it and I'm like, I pretty much left a door wide open where she could just walk in and out <laughs> with no discretion. Doesn't matter who I got in the apartment, I left that door wide open for my ex to come in and out. Anyway, there was a time she messaged me on Facebook, and dang, Facebook—that's a throwback. Facebook days, you know, you know that was <laughs> that is a history. Throwback. Yeah, 
messaged me on Facebook and, you know, she was just, she was going through something at the time. And, you know, I just kind of like, you know, encouraged her, told her to pull through. Not that I was cheating on, we didn't really call it cheating because she and I were just dating. But I was pretty much trying to encourage her, even though I was taking someone else seriously. And at the end of our conversation, she said, I love you. And to me, you know, it's like secondhand. I love you too. Cool. <laughs> Fast forward to like probably like three weeks later. Tell me why my ex and the girl I'm dating are hanging out, like spending the night with one another. What? It gets crazy. She leaves her laptop, my ex, leaves her laptop unlocked. Oh my gosh. With Facebook open. <laughs> and sure enough, you know, I don't know what would possess anyone to go through someone else's Facebook. Like, girls, if you have friends that go through your DMs and Facebook messages, you got to cut them off. But, you know, there's a reason why I was the one that happened to be caught in this scenario. Exactly. <laughs> God, God was trying to teach me a lesson. So she goes through it and she sees the messages, right? And not like if you're if you're looking at it from a from a lens from a lens of oh they're just friends and just you know whatever then it's cool it's totally platonic but if you're looking at it as someone that's dating me you're going to feel away and she definitely felt the way and that that pretty much broke um the relationship wide open like she was never the same with me after that she couldn't trust me nothing none of that um Funny enough, they've gone on to become best of friends now. Oh. <laughs> I still think I was low-key set up, but that's a, that's a whole nother... Uh, Son, bro, bro, bro. Yeah. You, I, one thing that I've learned when it comes to being in a relationship with somebody, bro, my nigga, close your laptop, bro. <laughs> Man. Hey, yo. Man. Bro, it wasn't even, it wasn't even my laptop. It was her laptop. And they... They had never spent a day with each other. It's just like <laughs> you you would think that the stuff on your on the stuff that you do on your computer is sacred and nobody would see it. Bro. Oh boy. Bro, bro, bro. I remember this. Bro. I left I left my laptop open. And is this was this was like it was it was like shortly after I crossed. Like I had left my laptop open, bro. Hella messages in that joint, bro. Mm -hmm. Nigga, I was in some, I got in trouble, bro. Like, I was, I'm like, because I was still, I was dumb, you know? I was hype, you feel me? <laughs> I'm like, bro, I'm, I'm alpha now, you feel me? I'm going a, I'm to a be out here just, like, doing whatever I want. My nigga. Silly my, my boy. <laughs> I'm trying to, yo, my messages was crazy, bro. And after a while, and legit everything, I got caught up. I'm like, dang, bro, like, what do you do? Literally, you can't do anything. The message is right there. What, what, what are you going to say? You're going to lie and be like, no, it's not there. Like, you've seen it. I left the laptop open. You went, I was like, yo. And at that point, it's like, yo, what can you do? You can't get mad. I didn't, like, my thing is, if 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 somebody that I was talking to left their laptop open, and, you and I said, I'm, bro, I'm scrolling too. Like, <laughs> I'm scrolling too. So I'm like, dang, bro. Like, that joint is... We just gotta be smarter. <laughs> we gotta be smarter, bro. Yeah, Sammy. Before, my bad. Before you go, I just wanted to wrap up the thought. Um, but basically, the reason the reason why I brought that story up is because it, it it's it's what happened to Devin. Devin, except he didn't get caught. And it's funny how him not getting caught made him 
decided to transform. Word. <laughs> I wish Word. that happened to me. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm saying we wish we got got off with a slap on the wrist. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, bro. <laughs> Unfortunately, I also have a laptop story. My God. <laughs> Man, yo, bro, I was I was living life like a scumbag. <laughs> living life like a scumbag. And I don't, I'm not going to tell the whole story. You feel me? Because, you know. Nah, nah. You gotta I ain't going to tell the whole story. But I'm saying me and my lady at the time, I'm saying we was partaking in some academic improvement for our school. And <laughs> I had went to the bathroom and left my laptop open. Boy, this girl went to my joint. <laughs> and when I came back to the room, she like, yo, <laughs> she literally read my message I'm like what what you talking about and I'm looking at her I'm like oh my gosh man. <laughs> I'm like yo yo can we just do the homework and just forget to talk about this day later and surprisingly she said yeah like yeah I'm saying we could just do the homework talk. but in my mind there was nothing else that I was thinking about besides yo it's a wrap for <laughs> me yeah. That's a wrap. I'm like it's like this, this homework don't mean nothing to me right now bro what am I going to tell this girl <laughs> Bruh, moral of the story is, you know what? Actually, what the moral of the story is, is our next um, topic. Yes. Uh, and that topic is sacrifice is the key. My God. Yes. Sacrifice is the key. You must sacrifice your, your, you know, I'm trying to think of a word, your microwave desires, the, your quick desires. You must sacrifice those for the oven desires. My God. Mm-hmm. The longing thoroughly cooked desires my god mm. so with that being said there's a there's a there's a quote in this um well there's a there's a quote there's also a, a nice little piece of the chapter that i wanted to read um Devin says having limited discipline in my private life life yet maintaining a facet of discipline in my professional public life made me no different from the houses on the back of the lot so in this he's speaking he's referencing um the houses in and like um, Disneyland, when you could just see the the front of the house, but the back of it is just it's not even existent. Yeah. So like in the front, you see, oh, this house looks nice, da, da, da. but if you turn the corner and you look around, you'll see that there's nothing behind it. So it's like, yeah, you may look like you're doing good because in your public life, you can put on a persona of some type of sacrifice. But when it gets to the nitty gritty, my God, you're at home, you're not sacrificing a thing. How much is it really worth when you're, you know, quote unquote sacrificing out in public, you know? So that was a, that was a part I, I wanted y'all to kind of dip into real quick, yeah. touch on that. So like you said, if, if you, if you, if you want to put on a persona that, that you're disciplining yourself out to the public, which you know, deep down inside when you by yourself, you out here just doing whatever and you're not, bro, you're not, you're just, you're just lying to yourself. And at that point, you, you, you're going to get into that habit of thinking that you're somebody that you're really not. Because, bruh, the, the battle that I had with discipline is, like, I, would, I wouldn't really get into anything, but I always tried to, like, I always looked over there. Like, you know how, like, you know, like, you know that you're not supposed to be looking at certain things or you're not supposed to be paying, paying mind to anything, to, well, to certain things. It's like, really, what I would do is I would try to, like, I would try to look, look, look over the corner a little bit, try to like test it out. But uh, like, is that something that I want to get into? Or, or, and I always used to do that. And it's like, bro, don't even look. You know that whatever is over there 
is it nothing that's going to benefit you in life? So don't even look over there. So it's like my thing, I kind of had to get to the point where like, bro, stop lying to these people. Like stop trying to put out this whole persona that you're this perfect person that you have everything under wraps and you're not dealing with anything. Cause it's like, bro, like I'm disciplined, bro. I did not have any of that. None of that, bro. Mm. So <laughs> I, I really like how, um, how Devin used the example of like riding around in Hollywood as a, as an executive and seeing the houses. That was really good, Sammy, for, for reminding me about that. Cause I had a thought when I was, when I, when I was reading that and it was like, all right, let's take the, let's take the analogy of those empty houses for a second and, and like apply it to human, human. Would you want, good. <laughs> would you want to live in a house that only had the grass in the front yard cut and a pretty door? But no kitchen, no bathroom, no bedroom, no basement, no heating, no plumbing, no electricity, no Wi-Fi. Gotta have the Wi-Fi. <laughs> <laughs> the answer to that obviously would be a resounding no. So why then would you want someone to enter, enter into a serious, committed relationship with you when on the surface you look great, but on the inside you have no discipline, Mm. self-control you don't know how to sacrifice you don't love your mama you don't love your daddy you don't love Jesus you have no relationship with nothing everything that you touch burns and burns in in in, in eternity like so when I think about that I'm like yo I I even thinking back to the story uh, that I just shared earlier about the girl that you know that caught me talking to my ex like for me I was I was like I mean thank God for growth because who I was then I was basically the house that just had the pretty front yard and no nothing else, right? <laughs> um, but through prayer and really, really like understanding how to form a relationship with Christ, you know, on my personal time, fasting and all that stuff, I really started to really develop a level of wisdom and intellect that 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 has allowed Jesus to really work in me, right? So now I feel comfortable yeah. in the relationship that I'm in. You know what I mean? Now I feel comfortable having having a, a, a person that I'm connected to because she's not connected to just the pretty front yard, right? Like she's like, she's connected to a whole house, mm-hmm. right? So for me, I'm just like, yeah, when he, when he pointed that out and then there's a line in there where he says, no discipline equals no destiny. Bruh, that's scary. Ooh, that's, about, that's what I was about to go next. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. Go ahead. Go ahead, bro. Um, I wanted to speak on this uh, real quick though. There's a, there's a quote, um, our dear brother Nipsey, house of resting priest, and my doggy. So you don't know who's swimming naked until the tide comes in, right? So, but with that being said, you know that you're swimming naked. You know that, right? So you could be maneuvering and pretending to be a certain type of person. You can pretend that you have so much trunks on because the water, the, the tide hasn't came in. But there's going to be a time when the tide comes in and you're going to be exposed. So although you can act as if there's a level of discipline you have in a professional life, your professional life isn't your life as a whole. Like there's going to be a part of your life now that you experience that doesn't involve your professionalism. You have to now have, have relationships outside of that. So if the goal for you was just to have a level of discipline, quote unquote, in one aspect of your life, when that other aspect gets exposed, that level doesn't matter no more Mm -hmm. because that doesn't cover the resounding, you know, aspect of your life in general. Mm -hmm. No, 
you have to have discipline across the board, mm-hmm. which is why, like you said, the, the quote when he said, no discipline, no destiny, my God. Then he also goes forward to say discipline and desire go hand in hand. Whatever you desire, that's where you must discipline yourself the most. And sacrifice always accompanies discipline. Y'all can go ahead and get busy with that so real quick. I want to talk about one more quote that he said. So this book, bro, stop playing with me, man. Yeah. I want to talk about one more, Heavy. One, more, <laughs> one more quote that was in his book. He says, <clears throat> discipline unlocks potential. Mm. In order for us to be who we are created to be, discipline is and always will be an essential ingredient. Mm-hmm. To achieve the greatest life has to offer, we, especially men, must employ rigorous discipline in every area of life. Mm-hmm. So, say that last part again. Say those every, last. Every area of life. My God. That's what, that's what Sammy just said. Too. Word. Yeah. And I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a strong believer in the way you treat one area in your life is the way you're going to treat every area of your life. Yep. So, like, check yourself on how, on, on how you do things when, you, when you're treating people that, that you may not even like. That's true. Oh, whoa, whoa. Because, whoa, whoa. because my thing. Say that again, say that again, say that yo, again. Yo, check, check yourself on how you treat <laughs> people that you, that you may not even like. Woo! My thing is, in the Bible, what, what does it tell us to do? Just to love your neighbor as, as you love yourself. So if you have any hate towards anybody, if you have any ill will towards anybody, Bruh, do do you what what do you think is gonna come up when somebody that you think you may love, somebody that you think you may be building a relationship with, is doing some of those things that this person that you think that you hate is doing? You feel mm-hmm. me? So how I see it is, mm-hmm. bro, like we have to learn how to love people on every scale of mm-hmm. the world of loving, mm-hmm. because it's like, like Wasu, if if. If you was to come over here right now and like punch me in my face or something like that, or do something to me that I don't like, does that mean that I have to say, oh, I don't like, I don't, I don't rock with you no more, or like, I don't love you anymore? That means that the love that I have for you in the beginning was conditional mm. and it had no weight towards it. Because if you can do something that could cause me to say, I don't love you anymore, then it was never real in the, in, in, in the first place. You feel me? And that's why I was like, bro, okay, so if you're if you're about to get into a relationship with somebody and you say that you love this person, and like I was saying before, but then somebody in, in this corner that has did you dirty before, you're still holding you're still holding on to that anger. You're still holding on to that hurt. You're still holding on to all those things. You can't find it in your heart to love that person. Now what happens when the person that you're with now starts doing similar things to the person that you was with before? Are you going to get up and retreat and be like, oh, I don't love you anymore? Mm. You feel me? So that's one of the things that we kind of have to think about when it comes to all the areas of your life. To have a successful relationship, a platonic or romantic relationship, the immediate relationship that you have with people, with your friends, with your family, with people that you might not even know, with people that, people that you see in passing, you have to treat all of it with love. You have to. Tim, you got... You want me to go? Please. Oh, my gosh. Real quick, I think this is the first time we ever had this done. Danny, can you read the scripture that you read coming into the podcast again real fast? Yes, sir. Let me get to it. Let me get to it. It says, first of all, it's 1 Corinthians 13. It says, three things will last forever, faith, hope, and love. 
And the greatest of these is love. My God, that's it. Thank you. Mm-hmm. The greatest of those is love. The, the three things that will last forever is love. Love is the greatest of the things that will last forever. Okay. Now, when you was talking, this joint just smacked me in my head, bro. <laughs> so being able to fluctuate on how you treat people is very, very detrimental to your relationship overall. Because if I'm able to treat this person like trash and then love this person and then treat this person like trash and love this person, now I am familiar with treating people like trash. So that attribute is always going to be a part of me now because I've acted it out. So whenever a thing happens that may not, you know, feed me the way I wanted to to feed me or whenever thing happened that happens and it's not playing out the way I thought it was going to happen, I now know how to treat a person like trash so I can just dive back into treating them like trash because I've done it in the past. But if I get to a point where love is my reaction to everything, hey, I love you, bro. Even if I don't know you, I love 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 you. When things happen now that may not go according to my plan, there isn't a, there isn't a backup plan of treating someone like trash. It's still going to be in love because I've practiced love all, all this time. Yeah. I don't have a history of treating people like trash, so I can't go and do treat a person like trash because I never practiced that thing. So yeah. if I eliminate yeah. the practices of treating a person like trash, then there isn't uh, uh, a, a, you know, a bag I can dip into and pull the trash out because I've eliminated trash. And love is the only thing that I allow to withstand in every relationship. Mm-hmm. That joint is crazy to me yeah. because literally it just now shows me that why you act a certain way when certain things happen or why you do this when certain things happen because you're so familiar with reacting to this thing in this way. Now, whenever that happens, no matter what the case is, you're going to react that way again. You're going to react that way again and again and again. So, but if I take the aspect of love across the board, right, and I continually dish it out, just love, 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 love. When, when something may happen, when something happens that's not according to plan for me, the result of it will still be love because I've been practicing this the whole time. That is insane. <laughs> oh my gosh, bro. That is crazy. You'll really begin to just be familiar with trash if you continue to do trash. <laughs> Jesus. All right. So, first of all, I love you guys. <laughs> 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 um when both of y'all were talking my mind was going crazy so i'm gonna i'm gonna start first with with what sammy was saying and the thought that came to mind was that um this is something that that i've been told shout out to my boy daniel pastor daniel in um in brooklyn oh. he's always said this statement love is a decision like it's a decision truly um if you look at the scripture that says for god so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son um in that statement there is a decision and then there's an action in other words there's a decision and then there's a choice that's or an action that supports that decision Mm -hmm. so for me i'm like the moment you decide that you love someone you make a decision on the kind of action you want to make in order to support that decision if the action does not support the decision then you never love that person. <laughs> you mm. you don't love that person. Say it one more time. <laughs> <laughs> Let me <laughs> one more time. That's all okay, bro. So 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 think about it like this. If God did not love the world as much as he said that he did, 
or mm. not, he would have never given Jesus as he would have never given us Jesus to sacrifice himself in order for our, our, our sins to be forgiven. That's agape love, eternal love. That's action. That's, that's like action on repeat forever. When we decide to love someone, be it a friend, um, a girl, guy, whatever, every decision that we make has to be in support of that decision, Man. that choice that you made to love that person. If your actions don't support that choice, then you never really love them. You person. never really love them. You never really love them. Oh my so, gosh. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> I know y'all want to go high <laughs> on this show. Sorry, guys. All right. And then the second thing about, and this is, I guess, going back to the book a little bit, um, Sammy, when you talked about uh, discipline and desire and how they go hand in hand, wherever, whatever it is that you desire, um, that's where you discipline yourself the most. So if you, if you want to be uh, the most fit person, right? If you want to lose, let's say you weigh 200 pounds, you want to get to a place where you're 180 pounds. Every thing that will stop you from reaching that goal becomes the sacrifice, right? For your desire to be actualized, for your desire to be realized. And sacrifice always accompanies some discipline. So if you're sacrificing fatty foods or, you know, going out to eat, um, when you're out, if you're out with your friends and you're on this diet, that's kind of like getting you to that goal that you want to reach, you're disciplining yourself when you're out. So even though you may not actively be sacrificing, oh, I'm going to choose to not eat uh, a pint of ice cream, or I'm going to choose to not eat uh, uh, whatever large amount of meal, whatever, I'm going to choose to just stick to the diet that's required for me to get to my goal. You're still, act you're still exercising discipline. And so if we take that in the context of sex, if you think about it, it's like, if you desire to be sexually active outside of your spouse, if you desire to um to be immoral if you desire anything wrong then you will sacrifice every relationship <laughs> oh my gosh bro yo that is what that is thank you holy spirit thank you bro i promise you that was what i was about to say next god bless you bro oh, oh my gosh please continue you you would sacrifice every relationship placing your selfish desires above the needs of your significant other or anyone that you are connected to and you'll do whatever it takes to get whatever you want. Views. Yo, oh my gosh, bruh. Son, literally I was about to say that exact thing. Yo, God is a good God. We just thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. <laughs> Bro, so that, we're we going we gonna to hop around with because I have some questions <laughs> right. that I want the people to go home with. But I'm going I'm to ask, ask those after I come here. So there's another sub uh, chapter title that says our desires are at war. Yeah. And I think what you just said just directly leads us there. Yeah. All right. So if, because our, because we know that um, discipline and desire go hand in hand and we have multiple desires, like if, if, if a person doesn't have their desires under control, they can, you know, be all over the place and you could be desiring things that are literally contrary to each other which leads him to say that our desires are at war because people desire to be fit like you said but they also desire ice cream those are two things that are contrary to each other but you know you desire both of them and whichever desire you know takes the lead in a sense you'll make the the disciplined sacrifice 
for that thing to come to pass. Mm -hmm. So, if oh, there's there's actually also a scripture here that our good brother Devin quoted, Hebrews 12, verse 11. It says, no discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful. Later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. Mm -hmm. um, so, that's actually that's actually Hebrews twelve eleven. Yeah. <laughs> what I say? You said Devin said it. Yeah, yo, I said he quoted the scripture. Quoted the scripture. Oh, my bad, my bad. What's wrong with you, boy? Right <laughs> <laughs> like, now, but but um, yeah, bro. I think this this is just that that revelation right there of understanding that yeah, just because the desire is bad, that doesn't mean that you won't make that same discipline. It's like it's really about making a like sacrifice and self-control, like understanding what's better for me, like understanding the betterment of what God wants for me and then being able to go and, you know, allow, allow my desires to align with that, with mm -hmm. that desire that God has for me with, with, you know, that's why every time I pray, I always pray for like the desires of my heart, as long as it aligns with the will of God, because I know my desires are all over the place. I mm -hmm. desire many different things. But the desires that are aligned with the will of God can only bring me, you know, the joy, the peace, the love, the strength that mm -hmm. I'm supposed to attain. Yeah. So with this understanding that I can desire a thing that may not be good. So if I desire ice cream, right, or if I desire to watch porn or if I desire whatever the case is, right, I will now be disciplined and making sure that comes to pass. Youngers will lock their room door. Nobody come in here. Youngers will, you feel me? <laughs> Youngers will let all, all the homies, let, let everybody leave the house. This is a form of discipline. It's just a perverted form of discipline because what you're, what you're doing it for isn't for the betterment of yourself. Youngers will really be disciplined to, to the T, making sure, hey, nobody's in the house or making sure I'm here dolo or making sure, hey, I'm gonna tell them I'm about to eat healthy, but I'm gonna go outside and have some ice cream being calculated and disciplined in a perverted version that's what that is yeah. and there's also of course there's a righteous version of it but so it's important for us to understand what desires align with the will of god because i think that is only then we can allow discipline to follow it because if we don't know what desires are aligned with the will of god and we just allow discipline to follow whatever desire we have then we can be fueling the wrong thing mm -hmm. so it's important to have discernment ask holy spirit Hey, let me know what's going on up there. I'm saying what the big man said, <laughs> so I can what I can apply said. discipline. <laughs> yeah, no, it's um, I definitely agree with what you said. Where our desires are at war, because sometimes you will desire things that you have no business desiring. Mm. You will you will be in something with somebody and desire to be in something with somebody else as well. And it's like your desire to to follow the things in the Bible, but then it's like you'll have that desire to go out and just do whatever your flesh wants to do. I feel like sometimes, like Sam was saying, we have to have that discipline to more so pay attention to those godly desires, pay attention to those holy desires, because the more that we feed the the um, our fleshy desires, the easier it will be or the the more blind that we will be to the to whatever that situation is because it's going to be it's going to start it's going to start to become a habit to where whenever I want to fulfill this desire to you know um have sex then I'm going to fulfill it I don't care what happens I don't care who's like I don't care who's in the way 
I don't care if my girl's not here. I don't care if my wife's not here. I'm going to find somebody. I'm going to find some type of, some type of, some type of replacement that's going to help fulfill that desire. And that's why it's like, when it comes to our positive desires and when it comes to things like reading the Bible, when it comes to staying pure, things like that, it's like, how are we feeding that? Mm. What are we doing to make sure that those are the things that we're putting most of our attention to? And then, and that's the thing, even with me, like I'd I, I be having to check myself a lot. I'd be having to check myself a lot because it's like, bro, you, you say that you want to show love. You say that only thing that you want to do is just portray love, love, love. But it's like, bro, like, how, like, how, how sincere is it when you're doing it? How, like, is it, is it actually love? Or are you doing it because you, you want to, because you want to feel good or you want, it's like, like, what, what, what is the underlying purpose between of the things that you're doing? Are you doing it for the glory of God? Are you doing it to be self-righteous? Are you doing it so people can look at you and be like, yo, this is the dude that always doing this. He's the one that's always showing love. He's the one. It's like, bro, what is the reason and why you're doing it? What is your ultimate desire? Is the desire to glorify God or is the desire to glorify yourself? So, um, that was, that was, that was very, very well said, uh, Danny. Um, what I wanted, what I wanted to do real quick before I respond to the quote, uh, just to support what I was saying earlier about love being a decision and every action you make after that supports that decision. Um, if anyone was wondering what the actions were, just go into Galatians 5, the fruit of the spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, oh, wow. goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Self-control. Exercising the fruit of the spirit, that is your way of supporting the decision to love someone through action. All right, now, <laughs> um, I just wanted to, I just wanted to kind of like, I guess, go against the grain a little bit because there was a part in the, in the, in the, in the chapter where um, Devin talks about, you know, the, what's we call it, the desires, right? And when he says, all right, he says, of course, all of us, both men and women have a need for pleasure. I'm not saying that all pleasure is wrong. <laughs> of course, it's not. However, when not tempered by discipline, the pursuit of pleasures lead to destructive decision-making. Have you guys ever, like, just, just, just out of curiosity, have you guys ever, ever experienced that? The destructive, um, destructive, what it was? Decision-making. Decision-making? Yeah. Okay, um, yes. And... So I'm going to dive a little bit into a story. And so one of the destructive decision makings that I made is when it comes to like drinking and stuff like that. Like I had to like, literally I had to stop. But it's like one time I was, I was out, I was at, um, I was at a party or whatever. And it's like, I almost got myself into a situation where I almost went home with somebody that I knew I wasn't supposed to go home with. But the reason was is because I was literally, bro, like, I was drinking a little bit way too much. Mm. But then, like, as I'm, like, walking out and I'm leaving, I'm like, bro, like, what are you doing? Like, and it's crazy how, like, even when you're in sin and you're doing things in sin, how the Holy Spirit will still talk to you. Mm -hmm. Because, like, while I was there and I'm, you know, I'm just enjoying the time, I'm Drink. I'm doing whatever. I'm like, bro. I'm like, I'm lit. I'm having a good time. I want to forget about certain things, so I don't care. Mm -hmm. So I'm just drinking, 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 and then 
so I had, so somebody had, somebody had, somebody had asked me for my number. I gave it to him, but it's like, I'm on some, like, uh, like I'm not really like, uh, whatever. Like, You're not whatever. Yeah, yeah right. I'm just like, bro, like you just like me, I, how I seen it is like, I'm a friendly dude. Everybody, everybody kind of know who I am here. You can have it. I don't care. And then like later on that night, the person texted me talking about some like, yo, I'm, I'm looking at my phone. I'm like, wait, hold on. Already said my number? Already said? Already said? They, they would say, oh, I changed your life. I da 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 da. I'm like, well, I'm like, all right. First of all, we're not doing that right now. Like, <laughs> gotta relax. You gotta relax. You feel me? But it's just that, like, in like while while I was doing that in that situation, it's just like I kind of. It could have got bad. It, it could have got bad, and, and I could have ended up doing doing something that I knew it it would have just it not only go against who I am as a person. But it's just like that's just not something that I wanna I don't wanna be known for that. I don't wanna be known as that guy. You feel me? So yeah. that is something that it, it could've it could have went it could have went bad, but like I said, it's just I got to that point where legit bro, I legit heard the the Holy Spirit talking to me, like, bro, you have to like get out of the situation. Like, leave, go home. You you don't need to be here, leave. And once I left, I was able to come down a little bit. I was able to sober up and I'm like, all right. And that's when the person started texting me. I'm like, at that at that time, I'm like, all right, bro, like, go ahead. Like, you're not like we like, this is not about to happen. You feel me? Mm. Two two things I wanna say. First, I'm gonna I'm gonna respond to what Dane said, but I'm gonna need you to say the question again, because I'm just gonna respond to the last part. That is something that me and um me and Emmanuel be talking about sometimes. Like when you're in sin, it's literally like the presence of the Holy Spirit kind of like not vanishes. But it's like, you are so, sometimes you could be so wrapped up in the sin that you're not even thinking like, yo, I'm not supposed to be doing this. Like you're just going along with the flow of things and, and to a point where, like you said, like, so it's, it's like not that it, the Holy Spirit, like the presence of God vanishes, but it's like it becomes minute to yeah. where everything else is louder than that. So like when you can, when it's possible for you to, you know, get a, a, a whiff of Holy Spirit or, or a whiff of God in that moment, it's so important to, kind of like do your best to go in that direction because once you come out of just the indulgement of sin it's like you'll be able to look back like yo bro what the heck was i doing and i think that right there it kind of it kind of sh shows how serious the 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 line is between you know being led by the holy spirit and being led by your flesh because literally when you're in your flesh it's like you're uh, acting completely like an animal, almost. and you can, and then, and yeah. then you can turn around later on, like, "Yo, bro, what was I doing, bro?" Yeah. Like, was I, and then that's why it'd be so much of a shock to us sometimes. Like, "Yo, son, was I really bugging like that?" Yeah. So it's like it's, it's important to really, you know, follow the Holy Spirit and follow, you know, the voice of the Lord. Yeah. But can you ask that question again, real quick? Because I think I also have a um. I think I feel like you kind of answered it. It was just about making wild decisions while you're just kind of like living in lust. So you go oh, ahead. yeah, yeah. I actually have a story also. <laughs> <laughs> this also this also includes my brother Emmanuel. <laughs> we had went to we had went to somebody function, and um, this was a couple years ago. What's what's and a function for those of you over the age of thirty? Because we know you guys are actually grandmas and grandpas. <laughs> but a function is a gathering where your friends come together. Maybe some mutual friends are also there, you know. But you you know you you guys are there enjoying yourself and at this particular function there happened to be some beverages that were um you know leading to intoxication so 
I indulged in these beverages at the time. <laughs> I indulged in these beverages at the time, and there was a young lady there that uh, I took an interest to at the moment. Mm-hmm. And she also took an interest in me. And we was doing a lot of talking and flirting and touching and stuff that we should not have been doing. Also, because this is not my girlfriend um, or anything. But, you know, we was, we, was, we was rocking how we was rocking. And I was supposed to be somewhere else. Like, at, at, at a certain time, I was to leave and go somewhere else. But because of my destructive and disruptive decisions, I ended up being late to where I was supposed to be. And it wasn't until uh, bro like grabbed me like, yo, son, you're not trying to go there. What's the time no more? I'm like, yo, bro, what am I still doing here, bro? Why am I still here right now? And just being lost in the sauce, bro. And and um, so after that, you know, we ended up leaving. And the next day I'm thinking like, yo, I was really about to, I'm saying, go out like really wild out. I'm like, yo, bro, thank you, bro. I appreciate you. It's good to have friends sometimes that can pull you out because, you know, sometimes I don't want to, you feel me? I don't want to block. Uh, nah, 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 bro. Block, bro. Block. If you know my desire is to be who God wanted me to be and you see me doing something contrary to that, hey, bro, whatever, hey, block me, bro. Don't let me get there. Please. Um, Here we go. Now, Devin, the question I have for you guys, I'm going to actually read a, uh, another quote from the book before I ask the question. Devin defines sacrifice um, as going without something you want in the present in order to achieve something greater in the future. With that being said, the question that I have for you guys on the podcast views and, 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 and visions, also you beautiful people at home is what are you willing to go without to get what you want? And what are you willing to sacrifice to achieve your goals? I think those are questions that maybe you don't really have to answer it now. You guys don't have to answer it now. The people at home that can answer it and then post it. I think that would be dope. Y'all, y'all, y'all answer it, post it on the thing, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Tag us, and we in the building. We all going to share what it is that we're trying to um, let go of so we can grow. Okay? Now, as we proceed, <laughs> Devin, Devin walks us through um, this one, another subchapter in the uh, book is called Discipline One-on-One. And I think this is really good. Um, he says, putting dogs through obedience training requires tremendous discipline on the part of the owner. When the dog owner is inconsistent and lacks discipline, the dog will become a mirror and begin to exhibit the same inconsistencies and lack of discipline. This is why every dog owner who wants to become the master of their dog must commit to training their dog consistently, even when, the, even when they don't feel like it. Bro, I think that is, well, do y'all want to go first or want me to go first? Go ahead, go ahead. I think that is so, so, so important, bro, because... Even in like the, the, just that analogy alone, just think about like an actual dog. If I train my dog halfway, my dog is going to still do what it wants to do. When it, when it, when it realizes, oh, he not really tripping off of this. Okay. I'm going to just go ahead and do that. Or, and I stop him for, you know, subtle things, but then he do something else and, and I don't stop him. That's why, like he said, you have to be committed to the entirety of discipline, not just half of it. That's why it's so easy for us to say, Hey, Today, I'm not going to masturbate. Or today, I'm not going to watch porn. Wednesday, I'm not going to watch porn. Thursday, I'm not going to watch porn. Friday. Saturday, I forget to discipline myself. And I, and, I, and I slip. And now I'm here in this situation again because I, I allow myself to not be disciplined around the board, only on certain days. Mm. I think it's so important to make sure that discipline is the thing that we, we, we address every morning. Literally, if we could do it every morning, 
I don't know what the slogan would be that you can r- remind yourself, but, but every morning just tell yourself about how disciplined you want to be and, and what your goals are and the things that you don't want to contribute to that you know is going to, you know, shift your, your journey. That's going to take you down a, a different road. If I know the road I want to go, I know how to get there. I have to now also call out the things that I know can, you know, shift my viewpoint. I think it's very important to be able to train ourselves around the board, master the the dog in every facet of life, not just, oh yeah, today I'm not going to do this. Maybe tomorrow I won't do this. Such and such. Like I know for me personally, I've made temporarily disciplined choices. Like I'll tell myself, I'm not going to do this for a week or two. And then that week or two will go by and then I'll do it again. But then it's like, yo, why didn't you just make the, the choice to never do it again. <laughs> Why just take a break from things that are contrary to the will of God? Why don't you just, hey, this is it. Yeah. This is the end of this thing. This is not going to take place no more until I just say, all right, God, I'm going to just fall back for a month. What? You think God wants you to just do, continue to sin again next month? No. <laughs> That's not how this goes, bro. You got to be disciplined around the board, right? And it's, it's so important to understand that because it's like you can be disciplined in a season that's building you up for the next season and just say, all right, well, I'm going to be disciplined now and I'm not going to be disciplined next season. But really the time frame that you was being disciplined is supposed to prep you for the next season. So now when the next season comes, there is no more discipline. And you basically was doing it for nothing now nothing because more. the real mission, the real goal that, that God has you on, now it's time for it. And you think that discipline is over with, or you think that I could just take a break. There is no break in discipline. There is no break. But and it's it's so funny that you say that because I remember it was just one period of my life. I think it was I think it was right before I transferred to Rutgers, probably in like it was like spring of 2015, around that time. Like I told myself, bro, like I wasn't I wasn't about to watch no more porn, wasn't getting into none of that stuff. And I started in the beginning of the year. I'm like, bro, I'm gonna go six months without doing it, right? I was like, yeah, I'm going to go six months doing it. Bro, when the six months was over, I'm like, oh, well, I finished. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like, see, I'm like, six months is done. You might as well. You, I'm, and, I, and now it's funny that you do that because, like, when that happened and after the six months and I got right back, it's like, bro, nothing changed. Word, bro. Nothing changed. And it's like, now I've been on, like, legit, bro. I ain't, I'm, I want to say I'm going on, like, seven, seven, eight months now. Was just like nothing, bro. Like old turkey, like nothing. And it's like the fruits that I have seen from that, the 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 clarity of like vision and everything that has been happening in my life, and just that the direction that God's taking me. I don't even. I have no desire to look back. Like Amen. none, none. So it's like, like you said, when it comes to sacrificing things and disciplining yourself, it's not a temporary thing. It's not a temporary thing. It's something that you have to stick with. It's something that should go with you for the rest of your life. Yeah. Um, so we're not going to talk about the willpower, the willpower reference that he. No, was- no, we have to. <laughs> we have to. We absolutely have to. This, bro. this. So for context, so everyone understands, in the book, there's a whole section, like two pages, dedicated um to will smith as a shining example of someone who exercises discipline and is successful yo i'm not gonna lie to you bro i'm not gonna lie i actually i probably should repent 
Because as soon as I seen Will Smith, man, I'm like, oh, this nigga tripping. <laughs> <laughs> he gonna quote Will Smith? Like, what? You feel me? Hold I'm on. like, oh, this, I don't want to hear this. I'm like, oh, he's tr- he's tripping. So this book, hold on, this book was written in 2017, right? So no one knew. What well, nobody knew about that. <laughs> nobody knew about the entanglement. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's the only reason why I even brought it up because I was like, Sammy conveniently skipped. Word. I'm not gonna lie, bro. <laughs> not gonna lie. I had no intentions. Although I said we have to, I said that because you know you you brought it up. Yeah. But in my heart, I have no intentions of speaking about books. <laughs> <laughs> so when I was reading when I was reading him, like, you know, giving Will praise and all that stuff, I was just laughing. I was chuckling. I was like, this is probably the first time I've actually disagreed with Devin in this book. <laughs> Yo. And it it's funny because he does say willpower, but I feel like he should have he should have just kept Will Smith, Will Smith's name out of it. Yeah. Yo, because honestly, I'm not gonna lie. We might be we might be being um I don't know what the word is, but we being it right now. Because (laughs) (laughs) because bro, Will Smith, aside from the entanglements and aside from a lot of other, you know, allegations that we, you know, whatever. And in terms of being disciplined and getting his job done, he does it. You're right. We cannot we cannot ignore the fact that yo, that man is a great actor. That man clearly handles, you know, his well, I don't really I'm not going to speak on how he handled his family, but in terms of, like, business-wise, like, we cannot, we cannot really, like, ignore that. Although some of the stuff he said now, it don't, it doesn't hold, you know, as much weight because he said how much of a good husband he is to his wife and like, yo, yeah, that's yeah. not something you can say no more, buddy. Oh, but yeah. aside from that, like, we can, uh, we can, we can say that Will Smith does understand the level of discipline that is needed to be successful. Maybe, it's not the success that, you know, we all desire, but, you know, I think being able to be disciplined is, uh, you know, a, a trait that we should all kind of desire to have. I, 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 I can see where you're going, and I well, can I definitely challenge it. <laughs> no, challenge it. Please. Because for me, I mean, even, all right, so uh, this August situation aside, I think that Will Smith, for as as great as he worked and to be honest with you not, this is not really even a challenge i just i guess this is just sort of like giving a little bit more clarity to his success wow. as, as his success can be greatly attributed to the fact that he came upon an opportunity and he would have been stupid to pass it up before the french the fresh prince before all the blockbuster movies you know will smith was just the rapper you know right. You know what I mean? And then Quincy Jones called him up, say, hey, I have an idea, and I think you would be great for it. And that idea happened to be the Fresh Prince. And that was the start of the takeoff of Will Smith as we know it. So it's literally discipline meets opportunity, right? So I can't really even give the full credit. <laughs> man, so we're not going we're not going we're not going to act like he the most disciplined man out. Yeah. We're not do that. Um one one thing that I could say about it, especially when it comes to uh being the the head of something, being a leader or something, is like one of the excuses that they use. Yes, it was an excuse. Mm-hmm. Was that um he wanted her to find her her, her own happiness by herself. Right? Um, and then in la- and, and during the last podcast that we had, you know, that kind of like got me out of here with the whole giving a week off and stuff like that. <laughs> I get it. I understand it now. It's starting to make more sense. You feel me? 
my thing is, if we are one, right, and this is our marriage. My God, that boy is talking right now. <laughs> right, and and you're not and you're not happy, and you haven't found your happiness. This is what I'm here for. Come on. I don't just cut you off and say, you go do your thing. You go figure yourself out. You go over there and be happy. And I'll just sit over here in my corner and do my own thing. It doesn't work like that. Um, starting to realize that. Yeah. But like, with doing that, you're just, you're giving room for this person to just, for their mind to wander in whatever space is going to wander in. If you want to have a successful relationship with somebody, if you want to have a, I'm not married. I don't know. I don't like, I can't speak on marriage, but it's just like communicate those things, bro. If this person isn't happy, have, have the conversation with the person who's like, yo, what do you think can, can ultimately bring you some type of joy that you don't have to find outside from somebody else? Danny, they, so they did have those conversations. This is why I said it's it's confusing. Mm-hmm. You okay? So you got two people that are married. They've been married for I think over, almost thirty years now, and obviously they're very different personalities. All of us out of nowhere at some point, Jada just found herself un- unhappy. And I saw I saw a clip that Will posted a couple of years ago. It just resurfaced, and he that's the that's the one that you referenced when he said, mm-hmm. "I'm no longer going to be responsible for your happiness." And that okay. came from having conversations with her, like trying to figure out, okay, how exactly can I make you happy? I think at that point, God forbid, but it's like they sh- might as well have just gotten divorced. So my thing is. I never, I don't, I'm not a believer in divorce. I don't think that is something that should ever happen. Yes, it does happen. Yeah, there's certain situations where it, uh, I just, I'm not a fan of it. I'm not a fan of it. Um, and I feel like with what he said, where it's like, oh, I want to give you time. And this is just for anybody. Like, don't, don't even enter a relationship if you're not happy. Don't enter it because number one, you're going to cause more trouble for the person that you're with. And then you're causing trouble for yourself as well. So my advice, I can't, I'm not giving advice to them. I don't care about what they're doing. I'm just, I just, this is nonsense. But it's like, don't enter something unless you are happy. Yeah. Cause nobody else can, can bring that to you. Nobody else can help you find that happiness. But if you do go through moments where you're down, it's like, yo, you should be able to go to the person that you're with and find some type of joy or be like, yo, this person, like, I, I can, I, I see hope. I can find hope. I can find, like, I find that stuff in this person. So it was like, even though I might be feeling down right now, I know it's not going to last. <clears throat> but it's like, you just have to ultimately just feel in your head was like, bro, like, this season of, I guess, I don't know, what's the, what's the opposite of being happy? Be sad. This, this, this um, season of sadness is not going to be for long. Try to figure out what it is, cause the other day I was I was watching um I started watching this YouTube series. It's called like I think it's like the Power of Now by like Natalie something. I f- I forgot the exact thing about it. And um this one this one uh guest that was on there, she was talking about how she was going through a whole season of, of she was going through a season of depression, right? But she was married to somebody. You feel me? So 
her husband peeped, like, yo, like, what, like, what's going on with you? They would have these conversations. And he actively went out and found things that she was interested in and brought it to her attention. So now I was like, okay, yo, look, this is what I think you can do. The, 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 these are, these are the, um, these are the things that I peeped about you that you'll, that you'll be interested in that might help you. And legit, with him doing that, bro, like, this, this woman is, she's one of, like, she's, like, a, a, a famous, like, cycling instructor, instructor. And it's, like, from him doing that, she found purpose with what he had, like, brought to her. So my thing is, bro, like, people are so easy to give up. And I was talking to my mom about this the other day. It's, like, for some reason in this culture that we're growing up in, people don't know how to, they don't know how to rise something out. Whereas that, yo, if I really, if I really love this person, if I'm really rocking with you, bro, I'm going to the end of the earth to do whatever I can possibly do to help out your situation. But people don't understand. They don't understand what that takes. They don't understand what it means. They don't understand how to get to that point. And it's just, it's kind of frustrating, bro. Because sometimes I look at it, I'm I'm not gonna say that I'm I'm 100 there yet, but it's like anytime I think about the way that I love on other people, the way I treat other people, the way I just feel for other people, it's like I just be thinking I'm like, dang, bro, like I only get that for my immediate circle. But it's like then again, you you gotta think, bro, like you can't you can never expect somebody else to be you. You can never expect somebody else to have the same mentality as you. You can't expect other people to treat people the way you treat people. So, like, my thing is, I don't want to say I got to lower my expectation for people, but just understand that we all are different in our own ways. And it's like, my job, what I want to do, how I want to live my life, I know is to really love on other people and actually show them, like, yo, this is what love is supposed to look like. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah I, wait, me and you. Sure. <laughs> I have absolutely zero comments on Will Smith and Jada Pickett Smith. So, <laughs> well, almost I call her Jada Entanglement Smith. But <laughs> in reference to what Danny was saying, bro, oh my gosh, I think that's one. I think we I, I spoke about it earlier in um, one of the episodes about how I look at marriage as like a different world of love. Like it's completely like. I think I, I, not even I think, I know I take what the Bible says about like the, the two become one. I take it to like the extreme of understanding to me. In my mind, it's like whatever I can do to make myself better, I also would do that for my partner at that time. So it's like, of course, if I see a thing that's, and it's, this might sound like selfish, but I think like in marriage, of course you should be, I think you should be happy before you get to the marriage. But I think anything after that, I have everything to do with that. Mm-hmm. Right. I have everything to do with your happiness within this this relationship. And because I care so much about you as a person and, and, and we're not one, whatever it is that's outside of this relationship, quote unquote, like concerning like your, your mental or whatever the case is, like, or how you feeling or, you know, job, whatever it is, I also can, you know, now dive into that also because of my compassion and, and, my, and my, my care for this person. Um, but, but like you said, I think people are so easy to give up because they don't look at marriage from the perspective of how God looks at it. Like God would never see the church, you know, going through a, a season that's, you know, that's tough or and just not have anything to say or just not have anything to, to offer. Like there's, it's impossible for say me to again. say that. 
I want to say, I, I think is people don't see love the way God sees love. Wait, what wait. I said, you said marriage. Yeah, marriage, love. I think they don't see nothing the way that God sees it. <laughs> but, there was a line but, that you just said about God would not just. Yeah, God would never. God would, God would never watch us in a season and just leave us out there to die. God, God would never see us longing for a thing or desiring uh, a, a answer so you know adamantly and just not respond to us. So for for us to see, or God would never see us, you know, desiring happiness and give us sadness. Like God, like it's that's not how God works. So if the idea was for me to recreate or you know give a, a replica of what god gives to us to my wife then i have to understand that i must go above and beyond like then it's i will go to the end of the world yeah. and honestly because i think it's on a different world i will go to the end of a different world for my wife yeah. to be happy like for her to experience a, a sense of joy for her to feel revived or to find purpose i it's my job that's literally what i'm in this this marriage for like that alongside of a bunch of other things. But it's like, for me, man, it's like people, stamina is something I think is important in every aspect of life. I think stamina is one of, one of the most important things concerning school, concerning my walk with God, concerning, you know, fitness, concerning anything. If I can only do something for a little bit of time, there is not that much, there is not that much worth in me doing this thing. If I can only play basketball, like we see how people get hurt or, or whatever like that. You can only, you're only good at this thing for this amount of time. If your stamina only lasts until this amount of time, what are you going to do for the rest of this time? If I have stamina to deal with her for one year or two years, we're supposed to be together for the rest of our lives. I have to continually renew my stamina with God so I can be able to pur purposely, excuse me, and intentionally, you know, help my, my partner. But you know, unfortunately, that's not the case. Young and see a thing, and they you feel me find some type of dysfunction, and they whether they start doing other things. But I think if we all look at it, or at least try to look at it the way God looks at it, I think a lot of marriages will last a lot longer, and love will be displayed the way God wants it to. Yeah. Um, what I was gonna say, and I'm also stepping away from the will, the will and Jada conversation. Amen. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> the only reason why I brought it up is because I knew something. Like, there's mad lessons to be learned. Oh, for sure. For yeah. sure. Oh, yeah. bro. Absolutely. Even this conversation we're having now, it stems, it stems from that. Like. It stems from that, yeah. Um, but I think uh, there, was, there was something I saw, and I, I reposted it the other day on, on Instagram. It was a story of, uh, of, a, of a young man. He came home. He came home with his girl, and his father pulled him aside, and his father told him that, you know, as great as your relationship appears to be and as great as I know that it is, I know that it could be even better. And he told him that his greatest, his big, his, his number one assignment in that relationship and eventual marriage is to support his wife and whatever it is that she wants to do so that she can feel fulfilled in the marriage and outside the marriage. And I think that as a, as a partner or as a spouse, like your number one job should be should be to encourage, um, should be to encourage your spouse, as far as like what they want to do with their lives, right? Because I I think that a lot of, for a lot of people, 
Um, they believe they grow up believing that marriage is going to fulfill them when marriage only does only plays a small role in fulfilling who you are as a person. Um, and for some people, choosing not to be married is fulfilling in this in and of itself. So, if you have um, uh, if you are if you are a friend or if you're a partner uh, and you know someone, the only way that you can, I guess, I guess the best way that you can assure that they're happy is by supporting them in whatever endeavor that you that they want to get into. If it's yep. on a school, getting that dream job, um, getting a new house, whatever the case is, uh, that's that's the best way to really support and you know I guess ensure or at least try to ensure their happiness at all times. Completely and one hundred percent agreed with that. Um, getting back to the to the book though, um, there's a these last two points I want to knock out real quick. Um, Devin speaks about like start sacrificing now and, and then you so he, he kind of goes on to like a, a nice little i guess streak of like certain things we should start doing at the moment um and the first thing that he talks about is to make new habits um so i wanted to n- get you guys opinion on you know what new ha- what new habits you think you can make going forward to kind of help yourself to be more disciplined so i have um I have one. Do you feel me? I know um, one part he talks about, he says for men, instead of spending so much time, spending, instead of spending time working so much, spend more time with your wife or with your girlfriend, right? And I feel like that is one of the habits that I need to think about the next time I'm in a relationship. Because I get, I, I kind of, and I feel like everybody on here can really attest to that is that when I put my mind towards something, like accomplishing a specific goal, is like I kind of just exit out everything else that could be going on in life. Mm-hmm. And I know, especially when it came to school, especially when it came to um, like my business, H&H photography, it's like I always had that at the forefront of my life. You feel me? And it's like I put so much, I, I, I allowed, me thinking that I can do everything on my own, me thinking that I can make all these things, you know, get big on my own, it caused me to stress about it. And then the stress that I put on it, it just, I just started to ignore other things that needed, that needed focus. I started doing things where it's like, yo, if I'm not moving forward in this, then everything else is on pause. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I kind of got to the point where photography, h and school, all of it became an idol. And I feel like that was one of the habits that I built, whereas like I thought that, okay, when it comes to working hard, oh, you got you to gotta put hours, you got to put all this time, but you can't sleep, da 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 And it's like, that's not really how it is, bro. Like, it just isn't. So, like, one of the habits that I really want to, I want to, I want to start building is just being more intentional with the time that I, with the time that I spend with people. Be more intentional with the conversation that I have with people. Instead of just staying on the surface, like really try to get to know who this person is. Try to just understand the the, the person that you're talking to. And that that's one of the things I, I really want to adopt and just not be so consumed with with the uh with the with the social media life, with the life of how people that may not even be in my immediate circle or not in my immediate life, like I shouldn't really care about what they think. You feel me? I need to be hundred percent committed, hundred percent there, hundred percent present to whatever situation that I'm in. So I I got just two things. <laughs> Here we go. Um 
and I guess they kind of they kind of correlate with what Danny already said as far as like his time is concerned. The first thing is to create a schedule for myself, right? Um, Y'all know I'm very big on using my calendar. <laughs> like my calendar is like for sure my number one tool. Um, and the thing about time is like, you know, how the Bible speaks about how um, an idle mind is the devil's workshop. Hmm. An evil man sows strife. Gossip separates the best of friends. That's uh, I think that's Proverbs. Uh, what was that? Proverbs sixteen. The amplified version of that. The amplified version of that says, "A worthless man devises and digs up evil, and the words on his lips are like a scorching fire. A perverse man spreads strife, and one who gossips separates in intimate friends." That basically means that. If you occupy yourself with your own thoughts, as in thoughts of the flesh, you are going to find ways to destroy yourself. <laughs> and Yo. <laughs> oh, my bro, bro, goodness, bro. bro. You will find, like, and you don't even know that you're doing it. You don't even know that you're doing it. Yo. <laughs> and not only destroy yourself, but you'll find ways to destroy others. Like it says, the idle mind has the power to separate even the most intimate of friends. So like, if I'm, if I'm unhappy with my life, I'm dissatisfied for whatever reason, I'm not making any attempt and I just grow jealous and envious about how you guys are progressing in your life, guess what? I'm going to start talking about y'all, talking bad about you guys to whomever is, whomever is gonna lend an ear to that. And in that way, if it at some point comes back to you guys, guess what? We're no longer friends. That's <laughs> the root of that is an idle mind. So for me, that's why the first item on my list, you know, just uh, like occupy my schedule. So, and within my schedule, I, I, I try to be very, very intentional about the time I commit to things. So starting this week, I'm committing time to um, developing some skills as far as like my, as far as like my job. Um, so I've got two hours every day during Monday, from Monday through Friday that I'm devoting to that. I've got a new, a new addition to my schedule. Shout out to my boy, Dare. Um, we, re, we, we've been trying to reconnect even, and we've been kind of like inconsistent with it, but now every week we've devoted a, a specific time during the week where we talk and we chop it up. I've joined, uh, um, one of my friends, he started another book club and i've joined that so i'm devoting my time to that i'm just kind of like filling my time with that what what's up yo add me to that book club bro <laughs> um yeah so like just just sort of like filling my schedule so that i don't have free time to just do whatever and oh my gosh bro <laughs> yeah what's up bro yo oh my gosh <laughs> i literally bro literally just experienced how detrimental it is to not have a plan. Yeah. <laughs> just go into a day and freestyle. I literally just experienced how detrimental that drink could be. Yeah. And I, after that experience, I now know that there is not going to be another day of my life that I go out and just freestyle a day. There's no, no more, no more. Yeah. Unless, uh, not even unless. I, I'm like, I know that the Holy Spirit can come and, you know, shake things, shake the room however he pleases. But that doesn't mean that I should just, all right, no plan for today. Holy Spirit is going to take us. And I think that that kind of breeds the spirit of, of like laziness. Because I'm just, oh, yeah, Holy Spirit is going to do it. Holy Spirit is going to do it. Well, what are you going to do, Milo? 
Mm-hmm. So it's, it's not just going to be a thing for me now where I just go out and let the day come to me like, no, we're going we gonna to have a plan and we're going to attack each day. I think that was a perfect, perfect new habit to yeah. develop. Really setting a schedule up for yourself instead of trying to freestyle every day. Yeah. Perfect. And and um and uh, the, the 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 second thing that I had um was just take time. As simple as that, take time. And when I say take th- when I say take time, um to think before I speak, to think before I commit, as in I'm not just gonna say yes to everyone that wants to do something every single day. <laughs> um and then also think about who I'm giving my time to and why I'm giving my time to whatever they want to do. So those are the two things that I know that would help develop discipline. That was great. I, I just have one. Um, my one thing is just being transparent. I think transparency breeds a, a, a level of exposure that will kind of either force you to boss up and, and, and discipline yourself, or you're just going to continue to be exposed. Um, I feel like, Transparency is one of the like, keys to life, man. I feel like it's definitely a thing that, like, if, I, if I'm going through a thing and I just don't talk about it, how am I going to grow from this joint? Mm-hmm. You know? Or, or like, if I'm going through a thing and I just keep it to myself and, you know, it's going to keep eating away at me. But I feel like once, I feel like even just speaking about it, even if the person doesn't even help me, I feel like even speaking about it gives me a sense of relief. And I'm like, all right, now, speaking about it to somebody who actually has some type of advice for me, I can learn a way, maybe even a new form of discipline for this thing. Maybe what I've been doing before wasn't working. Um, so I just like, that's why I think really like this whole walk with God, I think is something that's supposed to be done with a community, done with a unit. You know, you can't do, you can't do this by yourself. Absolutely. Um, so I, I think that's very, very important. And one thing I want to also want to talk about is that there's one part in the book where it says to start discipline now, even if you're single. And with that part, that that's just something that I'm currently in a phase of like really trying to understand because like, just because I know I've, I was watching um, this one interview and this dude was saying how the reason why he has his relationship is as successful as it is now is because when he had that period of time when he was by himself, he still acted as if he was in a relationship. And by that, it's like he wasn't out here just hoeing around or just talking to anybody or just doing whatever he wanted to do. He literally devoted his time to whatever craft that he wanted to focus on. Mm. So he was basically, in that time of his singleness, he was in a relationship with whatever his whatever his craft was, building up his business, building up his brand. And with him doing that, he just, he developed that commitment mm. to where now I know how to, how to commit to something without having any other distractions in the way. I feel like that is something that that's really is is important. And now I'm kind of in I'm in I'm in, I'm in the process of doing that, and I'm I'm gonna give you updates on how it works for me. Um, and yeah, so, hold on, because you about to do the scripture. I seen your lips form, and I seen the scripture finna come out of your lips. My God, but <laughs> I love that, bro. Absolutely love that. I also think. Like uh, alongside of that, it's important to, in the singleness, kind of create a, a more serious environment for our relationship with God, because that's the first, especially as Christian men, that's the first relationship that we need to take serious, that we need to be committed to, that we need to, you know, devote time to. The, you know, like I, I remember, I think I forgot bro name. I think his name Al. 
he was talking about one time, like, if there's time where I have to, all right, guys, I'm not going out because I want to spend time with God. That's a serious, that's a serious thing. Like, I want to pray. I set time aside to pray with God. If I can't set, set, a time, set aside time to pray with God and stick to it, how can I set a date up for my, me and my girl and say, all right, 8 o'clock is, is the time? I can't even set a time to pray. I'm going to set a time to go on a date. So I think, like, begin to take those things serious begins to develop that, that, um, that nature inside of me to be able to be serious about a relationship. Because if I can be serious about my relationship with my father in heaven, you know, I think that, especially then if, it, if it's a relationship that he also agrees with outside of that, it's all right, well, word, I've been doing this already. I already been disciplining myself. I already been, you know, not going to every function because of God. Like you feel it's easy to just switch it over now or let, let it, you know, you know, transition over into a relationship with a woman that God wants me to be with. That's easy sauce. Listen, God bless you for bringing up this point. And we go, Amen. this, this God bless is the that last door. point. I, prom I promise everyone, this is the last one that we're going to get into. Um, because I think, and this is especially for men, maybe some women, but I'm not going to assume what they think. So I'm going to say men. I oh, think well. that for every man that thinks that once you get married, the, the slate is clean. You're no longer a dog. Silly boy. It's going to be magic. Uh, you're not going to think about having sex with nobody outside of your marriage. You're not going to, you're not going to find anyone else attractive. Let me tell you right now. It's, these are the words of a married man. Shout out to Devin for writing this. He said, however, I want to be clear about something. There is nothing magical about marriage vows. They don't turn a player into a faithful husband and they didn't magically turn me into one either. It takes work every single day and a firm, unwavering commitment to being the man I want to be. So this is this 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 is a message to any young man that hasn't been married yet, including myself. You gotta start like the person that you wanna be, the work to become that person starts like right now. You don't you don't decide to study on the, for the test two minutes before you take the test. <laughs> you don't get to study for the test after you've been given the test, right? You have to prepare for the test in order to be able to successfully pass that test. And so as a result, you have to start exercising all the things we've been discussing as far as discipline is concerned. And then when you get, when you get, to, when you get into a space of marriage, then you have a higher chance of being a, a faithful and committed man. That was so good, bro. I love that, bro. That was so good. And what I got for y'all, <laughs> a nice little Bible verse to end it off. And the, this Bible verse says, and I will give you a new heart and I will put a new spirit in you. And I will take out your stony, your stony, stubborn heart and give you a tender, responsive heart. I'll read it again. And I will give you a new heart and I will put a new spirit in you. I will take out your stony, stubborn heart and give you a tender, responsive heart that is ezekiel 36 26 that is a great great scripture <laughs> we'll just thank the lord for and with that i want you guys to remember that you should never ever 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 let the hood change you but you should always Always change the world, my God. <laughs> Yo, you heard that home, that little harmonized during the morning? Come on, y'all know what I'm on, baby. Woo back. You Woo back. Hey, love y'all. Y'all stay beautiful. Y'all stay blessed. Y'all stay black. If you're not black, you just stay beautiful. You be good. <laughs> <laughs>
I love y'all. All that good stuff. Boom. Bye.